Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection, that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is St. Augustine of Hippo, one of the great Latin or Western Fathers of the Church. Known as the Doctor of Grace, St. Augustine has left us powerfully insightful works, such as On the Holy Trinity and The Confessions. He also penned hundreds of homilies, and this week we listened to an excerpt from Homily 362, an excerpt wherein St. Augustine reflects on the gospel proclaimed this Sunday involving the dialogue between Jesus and the Sadducees on the resurrection. And now, an excerpt from Sermon 362 by St. Augustine of Hippo. So what will be going on there in heaven? Haven't I already said that it is easier for me to say what won't be than what will be happening there? This I do know, brothers and sisters, that we are not going to slumber and do nothing, because sleep, too, is something that has been given to the soul as a support for its defects. Indeed, the frail body will not tolerate unremitting attention activating its mortal senses, unless the senses are doused and this frailty is repaired to enable it to endure this very activation. And just as there is going to be a renewal of the body from death in the future, so now waking up is a similar renewal from sleep. So there won't be any sleep there. After all, where there's no death, there won't either be the image of death. Not, however, that you would allow the fear of boredom to creep on you when you are told that you will be awake all the time and won't be doing anything. 
I can say, and how indeed it is going to be, I cannot say, because I can't even see it yet. Still, there is something I can say without imprudence, because I am saying from the Scriptures what our activity will consist of there. Our whole activity will consist of Amen and Alleluia. What do you say, brothers and sisters? I can see that you hear and are delighted. But don't let yourselves again be depressed by the flesh-bound thought that if any of you were to stand and say Amen and Alleluia all day long, you would droop with fatigue and boredom, and you will drop off to sleep in the middle of your words and long to keep quiet. And for that reason, you might suppose it is a life you can well do without, not at all desirable, and might say to yourselves, Amen and Alleluia? We're going to say that forever and ever? Who will be able to endure it? So I will tell you, if I can, as best as I can, it isn't in fleeting sounds that we shall be saying Amen and Alleluia, but with the affection of the mind and the heart. After all, what does Amen mean? And what's Alleluia mean? Amen, it is true. Alleluia, praise God. So now, God is unchangeable truth without defect, without advancement, without loss, without gain, without the slightest tendency to falsehood, perpetual and stable, and always remaining imperishable. On the other hand, the things we are involved in here, in this created world, and this life, are no more than symbols of things signified by material bodies, things in which we walk by faith. But when we see face to face, what we now see through a mirror as a riddle, we shall then say with quite a different, an inexpressibly different feeling of love, it is true. And when we say this, we shall of course be saying, Amen, but with a kind of never-satisfied satisfaction. Because there will be nothing lacking, you see. That's why complete satisfaction. But because what is not lacking will always be giving delight, that's why, if we can so put it, it will be an unsatisfied satisfaction. So, just as you will be insatiably satisfied with the truth, so you will be saying with insatiable truth, 
Amen. But now, who can possibly say what it is like, what eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has it come into the heart of man? And so because we shall see the truth without any distaste and with perpetual delight, and gaze upon it with the most evident certainty, we shall be fired with love of this truth and cling to it with a sweet and chaste embrace. A non-bodily one, of course. And so we shall also praise him with the same kind of voice and say, Alleluia. All the citizens of that city, you see, will be urging each other to equal heights of praise with the most ardent charity towards one another and towards God. And so they will be saying, Alleluia, because they will be saying, Amen. This life of the saints, therefore, will also fill their bodies, now changed to a heavenly and angelic state, and so animate and quicken them with immortality, that none of the processes of decay that are necessary here will distract them or turn them away from that utterly blissful contemplation and praise of the truth. Thus the truth itself will be their food, while their resting in it will be like reclining. When it says, you see, that they will recline and feast, as the Lord says, that many will come from the east and the west and will recline with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of my father, what is signified is that they will feed on the food of truth as they enjoy a wonderful rest. Such food, you see, nourishes and is not diminished. It fills and remains entire. You are brought by it to perfection and completion while it suffers no depletion. Such is that food, not like the food here, which is diminished while it nourishes and is itself finished in order that those who receive it may not finish their lives. So too, that reclining in the kingdom will be eternal rest. The fair at the banquet will be unchangeable divine truth. That feasting on it will be eternal life. That is the actual knowledge of the truth. Because this, he said, is eternal life. That they may know you, the one true God, and the one you have sent, Jesus Christ. 
Saint Augustine of Hippo, pray for us. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, graciously keep us from all adversity so that unhindered in mind and body alike, we may pursue in freedom of heart the things that are yours. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.